my mother was a pure woman from a noble family. And I at least know who my father is. You. Big eating son of a whore. No, 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 no. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Where did you learn our language? I listened. Hakamad's mother was a pure woman from a noble family, and he, at least, knew who his father was, you pig-eating son of a whore. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. <laughs> that was the that was... angriest this is spoilers ever. Dang. I, I, had to, I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to do it like based on the movie or if I wanted to say my mother and say, You're, you guys are pig-eating sons of whores. And I was like, Brittany's like, I think you should do the first one. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, like you don't know what movie we're doing after that. Uh, this is spoilers and we are doing the 1999 classic, The 13th <laughs> Warrior, <laughs> star, hey, starring Antonio Banderas. This movie is kind of like a, a legendary mess. Um, this puts uh, director, air quotes, John McTiernan, I believe, in the Four Movie Club, mm -hmm. which is good. Uh, we've got this, Die Hard, Predator, and... Hunt for Red October. Uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. This is a big yeah, misstep this is for a him. heavyweight. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> well, he did the Last Action Hero, I think. No. No? Did he? Somebody look that up. I'm going to... Yeah. All right, so... I'm bringing back something that I started a couple times ago. Uh, I think it'll be fun. We'll, it won't You're take right, too Brad, long. That was John McTiernan. Good job. Yeah, because look at look at the streak he was on. He was, I believe, on a hot streak. And they wrote but, him a check for infinite money and got this. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, he didn't even finish the movie. Uh, he got it taken away from him, but we'll get to that. So uh, I, I, this is Brett. I'm recording out of Fort Wayne. Uh, it's my turn to host this week. I believe I won off of Stevie's Jugger, Juggernaut movie that we did. Salute of the Jugger, Blood of Heroes. There we go. There we mm -hmm. go. Back to back action classics. <laughs> um, so, in lieu of questions, we are going to do the Barstool answer the internet again. Oh, uh, fun. I have two questions apiece, and you're going to just pick one, two, three, four again. Let's go. It doesn't really matter. So let's go with uh, who's Eastus? Me, Pappy. Let's go with Pap. So one, two, three, or four? Feeling four. Four? All right. I had no idea what these are. So, I mean, I picked them, but I don't know what these are. Okay. So, first question. If you could put any franchise restaurant in your house, what would it be? Okay. <clears throat> this is Pappy. Yeah. According from Kalamazoo, Michigan. Do I have to accommodate for the space because I live in an apartment? Like, am I giving up 
real estate for this place? Nah. Or it's like an add-on? Don't, yeah, don't think too hard about it. Make, I mean, just whatever. You, No matter how small it is, they can make any dish. Well, I gotta go with uh, Pappy John's. You know, if I could have unlimited <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> just, just for the garlic dipping sauce. I don't... Oh, that's that's the best condiment known to man. Don't oh, at me. Cap enjoys his cardboard extra grease. Oh my gosh, I don't need the pizza. I don't, God. I'm selling the pizza. I'm buying the garlic dipping sauce. That's all I need to be happy. Real quick, does anyone have one on, on the ready to go? They could pop out just for fun. Well, can I tell you a quick fact, Brett? Sure. Olive Garden's owner, Darden Restaurants, bought Ruth Chris Steakhouse like Ooh. two days ago for what? seven for seven hundred and fifteen million. What? And guys, I think that's about the same price as a main course plus appetizers. Been working on that. Been workshopping. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's true. I've been there once. Did I picked Ruth Chris and I picked. Papa John's was that on the table? Like, <laughs> I mean, you can have whatever a, you want. Is it any franchise, bro? Or just any franchise? Food? It doesn't have does not have to be fast food. How many roots Chris are there? I don't know. We have one in Fort Wayne. Like Brittany said, Golden Corral because of all the types of food. That's a good no, one. Isn't it? No, too many people stick their fingers in that. Shit. <laughs> it's in your house, Mikey. I don't trust it. Don't, <laughs> whoever's making it's putting their fingers in it. I mean, if right. I had to pick one, I would die at a young age, but like, I would definitely go with Portillo's. So I could like, get like an Italian beef sandwich, but never get a Mai Tai, get a cake shake. I'd be dead by 40. Yeah, that's good. Brittany loves like, it's like her favorite fries, if I'm thinking of the right place. That's a interesting answer, Pappy, but hey, it's you. All right, last one for you. If you had to choose one movie series and one TV series to watch for the rest of your life, which would you choose? Oh, Jesus Christ. Easy movie series, Lord of the Rings, without question. Done. Um, never get tired of those movies. TV series. Stuff. Because you could, one that is still going, you got to have one that has a lot of episodes. Mm. Like, you probably pick an Oz, right? No. <laughs> that would be so depressing. I mean, prison, prison rape for days. Uh, TV series. Um, you know, all right, first instinct, first instinct was Seinfeld. Maybe Curb. Curb. Maybe Curb <laughs> would be a better choice. Count it as one universe. Yeah, I'm going to take the, the Seinfeld EU. Larry, the Larry David. David. The Larry David. <laughs> Larry nice. David universe. Hey, I will yeah. allow it. Thank you. Cool. Dang, those are two solid choices. Rick and I were kind of cheating. It's funny you mentioned earlier we were like, uh, MCU for like the movies because there's like 50 of them and they're going to make them forever. But we weren't sure if that counted or not. But all right. So who's my next Eastis? G... Stevie? Gotta, probably. Gotta be. Yeah, all right, probably one, me. One go. through three. Um, I will go three. Okay. Stevie, your first question. Ooh, this... I was kind of hoping you'd get this one. What fictional character would you love to beat the crap out of? Oh. Timothy Chalamet. Dude, anything that <laughs> That's a real is person. In, I would beat the shit out of Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> He's he had two fictional characters. Brittany hates him. You don't like him either? 
Dude, I hate that wispy fucker. I hope that oh, he retires from acting every day. She doesn't hate and him. She just thinks he's ugly. I hope Dune 2 flops so hard that they replace him. Oh, she did not. Yep. Anything oh, he's man. in that wouldn't be labeled a hate crime because of Call Me By Your Name, I would beat the living shit out of that dude. You're going to want to beat along. Willy Wonka? Yeah, I'd beat the shit out of Wonka. I don't <laughs> care. If Timothy Chalamet's playing him, don't care. Steve and I had a long side text conversation days. Like, I don't get why people like Dune. I don't see it. I don't. I don't get why people like it. I'm like, dude, you just awesome. hate Timothy Chalamet. That I hate him much. so much. You're I blinded I, I mean, by your hate. I like, get I, hatred. I get it. I love Denis Villeneuve, and I'm like Dune two. Like Dune and Dune two. I'm sure are fine films. I saw the first one. I'm sure, Dune two is going to be a fine film. But you can't tell me that wispy motherfucker is going to lead the universe into glory. Can't tell me it. No way. He's got powers. He's got nothing. He rides a worm. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Dude, the guy is like 6'2", 125 pounds. Wasn't that what... Wasn't Luke Skywalker like 5'9", 110 pounds? Yeah, and I don't like Luke that much in the old movies. <laughs> All right, that's... Steve, that's real quick, Stevie did, throw out, Stevie did throw out what if Robert Pattinson played Paul Atreides Ooh. instead? And I was like, oh, man. That would that's have been a, fucking that's cool. That's a picture. That would have been cool. That's who? a picture. Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Play who? Play Paul. Paul. Is that Dune? Yeah, play like the main, main character Dune, Dune. Yeah. That's a picture. Mr. Dune. Mi- that's Mr. <laughs> Dune to you. <laughs> he played Dune. <laughs> We better we better move on. I would ask anybody else if they had me, but I don't want anybody getting angry. Okay, I'm you're sorry, last... I just brought the demons in me. I'm sorry. That's okay. I didn't expect you to go that way, but hey. All right, last question for you. What are your top three gas station snacks of all time? <gasps> that That's won't give me question. food poisoning. Mm, no, just favorite. Not like one you'd have to eat the rest of your life. Just what are your three go to? All right. You got the munchies, you're freaking starving. Dude, I've seen this like four times in my life. Gas station empanadas are legit. Like, <laughs> I know I know it sounds disgusting, what? Mikey. From where? Where are you getting these? I've seen it in Fort Wayne. I've seen it in Elkhart. <laughs> I've definitely saw it in Indianapolis and it made me laugh. I've seen it like in four, like at least three or four places where I've seen gas station empanadas. And I was like, I gotta try it, and they were delicious. Like, unreal. I would say that's that's insane talk. But Josh's dad has gotten us gas station wings before, and they're really good. Dude, I'm telling you, like, don't sleep. Josh, on, have like, you eaten those wings? Yeah, but my dad's also gotten gas station gizzards and thought those were good before. <laughs> so, dude, gizzards are legit. What's wrong? It's with a gizzards? sliding scale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's one. What what else okay. you got? Also, um, just kind of branch off the empanadas thing. Gas stations down south, like they treat those like actual restaurants very good. Like, don't stop at an actual restaurant if you're in the south, especially like in rural places. Go to a Bucky's. Bucky's are amazing. Go to a gas station because there's a legit chance like there's an actual restaurant in there. And it's probably family owned and <laughs> been there for 30 or 40 years. But, Three Michelin tires. <laughs> telling you. It's a very smart joke. Me and Pappy drove down some very rural places coming back from South Carolina. Um, okay, another one. <sighs> Gotta go with um, sour gummy worms. Those yes. are always good. Mm. 
There you go. Like sour mm-hmm. gummies, don't sleep on them all day. That's a good I fastball. I don't care what brand they are, sour gummies all day. And then the last one, man, this is going to be like a tough one for me, but I do get these quite often. If not for sour gummies, and I'm like in a, kind of in a chocolatey mood, um, like, how do I put this? If they're like yogurt covered like pretzels. I think that makes yeah, sense. Like, like I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like white chocolate, or like Hershey has them too. But they're like they're like, you know, cookies and cream style. Like, yeah, what are any chocolate covered pretzels from a gas station always good. Yeah, that's good stuff. You're all over the board there. We got. Well, yeah, you have to do the main groups: hot food, yeah. candy, chocolate. The main, the main food groups. Yes. Even even Breakfast worse than else. <laughs> all right. And a shout out to Bucky's. <laughs> Give me the uh, hot dog that's been sitting on the roller for the last three <laughs> now days. Now you're talking money. <laughs> it's Bat on dogs. sale. I'll take two. <laughs> Josh. Josh, yeah. one or two? Do you, Brett, do you remember that commercial that was like roller food? I don't think so. Was that down in IU? That sounds like uh-huh. Wellington. Okay, never mind. Uh, this is Josh from Goshen. I shall choose numero uno, please. All right. Josh is, oh, nice. What would your 12-hour crime spree be during oh, the Jesus. purge? During the purge. Mm, so it all gets forgiven, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we know Josh is going on a murder rampage. What a good question for Josh. <laughs> How long does First it take to all. drive to Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> no, Timothy's Chalamet's. I don't understand your fascination and hatred with him. I disagree. He's wispy, bro. I, I do too. <laughs> Can I start out by saying sorry to all the hardcore 13th Warrior fans? Like, sometimes these opening questions can be long. <laughs> we, we have a good time. Worth it. Yeah. Nothing but crickets out there. We will for the talk about the movie, guys. Warrior fans. Get to Banderas. <laughs> we will talk about the movie. Okay. Oh my gosh. This crime spree. <laughs> this could get dark, man. I don't know. Uh you don't have to murder someone. Are you gonna fight Caleb again? Someone someone's <laughs> gotta call. Someone's gotta check up on Caleb the next day. For sure. No. Caleb's Dude. a homeboy for life. Uh I will steal an answer from Stevie just because he's really talked me into how romantic it sounds, but like there's a lot of money flowing around at the Elkhart Forage Fair. Oh, Dude, dear. thank you. Deep cuts. If you could sneak around the edges of the fair. <sighs> I'm telling you. Hold up. Six, seven, eight tents. There's going to be a lot of armed people there. You go to a Nelson. If you knock off a Nelson's, even in a two-hour window, you're set for life. Dude, are they going to just start open fire on this crowd? And you can just blend into the crowd. Hop on a ride. Carney's like... <sighs> There's so many ways you could evade folks. Hop on the zipper, they'll never see you. So Josh is hoping that the 12 hours takes place during the one week of the 4-H fair. You heard it here. Josh yeah. wants to steal from hardworking <laughs> Americans in the heartland. We're talking about the purge, and this is like, it probably wouldn't take place during the Elkhart fair. So let's just make, make that not happen. But that's that's my answer. Let's, let's get number next one. All right. Last one for you. If you could only watch one actor's movies for the rest of your life, who would it be? Oh. Timothy Chalamet. 
<laughs> Stop bringing him up during my answers. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I did a quick Google search, and there's a man named Eric Roberts who has four. He has been in 455 movies. It's Julie Roberts's brother. It's 200 more than the next. The guy from the Killers music video? The next closest <laughs> is Gertrude Ashter, 276 movies. Oh, Gertrude, she, she was a bombshell. <laughs> Lady uh, G. The guy from the Killers music video. Eric Roberts. You can watch The Dark Knight. He's seen a lot of stuff. Yep, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah Dark Knight. And you can Ooh. watch Mr. Brightside on repeat. This is the best part <laughs> of it. That's 400, possibly... Over 400 new movies for me. All right. Nice. That's an interesting one, but that's not bad. He's only 67. He has, he could make <laughs> way more movies. <laughs> you make 400 more. He could. He's been in 400 plus movies. Wow. That's impossible. I think I'm going to have to go with Samuel L. Jackson just because of the, just a lot of good stuff all yeah. around. Goodfellas, man. He, Goodfellas. he started working when he was like 50, so you got a good six or seven movies to watch for all eternity. Coming to True. America, Goodfellas. All right. Coming to America, yep. <laughs> Dude, I can watch... I, I'm able to watch Night of the Caregiver 2022 with my pick. So Nice. Hey, no judgment here. Okay, so Mikey, you are by default get this one. I was kind of hoping you'd get this one, even though I don't... I don't know. If you were in an open field with an aluminum baseball bat, how many ten how many ten year olds with bike helmets could you take down before they got you? What the mm. hell? Ten year olds? Good question. Yeah. Go for the neck. Oh how big is an average ten year old? What do you guys I don't know the last time I fought a ten year old. 60, Sixty-five pounds, maybe? Four ten, oh, hundred and five. Sounds about right. You got to think the intellect is low, too, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do have the like bike helmet, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eating the grass, not paying attention in right field. I feel like I could take like I feel like I could take like fifteen kids. Oh, I bet you could do more than that. Twenty kids. Twenty-five kids. I mean, <laughs> fifty children. All right, you convinced me. Here's what I think, though. Are the kids are wearing helmets, right? Yeah. Like. I think like normally without the helmets, like you would get tired. But I think yeah, hearing like the out. ding off the um <laughs> off the bike helmet would like get Mikey even more like hyped up to just like keep going. It's like college just, baseball. You yeah. just get back in the corner. You get in the corner, have the fence behind you. I think once Mikey starts hitting them dingers, he'll be <laughs> doing just fine. <clears throat> He's gonna have an adrenaline dump when he sees them ten year olds dropping. Thing is, he's gonna be he's gonna be avoiding the helmet and just bashing their face. Yeah, just going for yeah. knees. <laughs> yeah, go for knees. knees. Mike, you heard everybody. Mikey is gonna kill 50 10 year olds. Alright, last question. Easy. Then we'll move on. If you could pick any character from TV or movies to be your college roommate, who would it be? Rust Cole from True Detective. <laughs> Which Good one's answer. that? Which guy's that? <laughs> McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> Isn't he kind of like a alcoholic idiot in that? He's not, not an idiot. An idiot. Mm-hmm. Not an idiot. He's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic and a uh, thrill seeker. He's always got cigarettes. Always got cigs. He'll have sex oh. with your wife. I'm not married in college. He's in. He's in it for a short time, not a long time. 
<laughs> a good time. All of my favorite TV characters are just like George Costanza, and he would drive me insane. Or like, <laughs> yeah, you would not want to live with him. That's the thing about TV is like they're kind of all insane. That's how they last. That's how shows last. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Elaine. I think I can get oh, along with Elaine. Good choice. Uh, she could do your homework too. She's really smart. Plus, you could have sex to save the friendship. I'll <laughs> 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 just put that up front. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for humoring me. I like that for some reason. It makes me laugh. So, All right, so we'll get it. I'm going to tell you a little secret, guys. Wait. I thought we Aren't we doing a round two of questions? We already did that. I was going to do three. Brittany made me said to do one, and I stuck with two. Why does Josh now want to talk about the movie? <laughs> At this point, I'm embracing the theme, Mike. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I kind of like this. Um, so as everyone here, was this the first time you'd watched this movie? Second time. Oh yeah, you oh, said you watched bastard. it in the theater, right? Uh, my grandpa's basement. He was real hyped up for it. He was a big Banderas guy. This sounds like it's going to be a long pot. Okay. <laughs> Why so, was he a big Banderas guy, Stevie? He just does not want to talk about this movie. <laughs> No, that is, that's very relevant. It's relevant. Yeah. It is relevant. So, like, my dad's dad and my dad, it was always, we're going to watch what I want to watch, and if this scars Stevie for life, he'll get over it. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like Sunshine, or, no, what's the Silence of the Lambs. Horror? I saw that at a super young age. The horror um, movie in space we just did. Um, with oh. Hell. Hell's in yeah, it. Event Horizon. dude, Event Horizon, Event Horizon. same thing. <laughs> yeah. People speaking in Latin scarred me for life. Um, <laughs> but like, I think it was when my grandpa probably saw like Desperado when he was just like, oh, this dude's cool. And like, yeah, you know what I mean? He was just like, this is like, this is my kind of guy. And so the opportunity came to like see this. He was like pretty hyped up for it. And um I think he loved it. I don't think I understood it much as a kid. I just kind of liked the swords and like the fire as a kid. Kind of grainy, you know. I think at a young age, the the queen and like the bear people could be, It's it could almost be like a horror movie for the young person. Yeah, I was thinking a lot that a lot the entire time I was watching it, like this could have been a great horror movie. Like it could have yeah. been just a fantastic horror movie. Yeah, well... Instead, we got best movie ever. <laughs> okay, so the main character's name, I actually also, I just listened to the book last week. I finished it this week. It's called Eaters of the Dead by Michael Crichton. I believe it was written in the 70s. Um, the original title of this movie was Eaters of the Dead. It started in 1997. 
Better title. Much better title. John McTiernan was directing it. They did the screenings, and it was so hated. Everyone hated it so much that Michael Crichton came in, pretty much kicked John McTiernan out. He changed the name to 13th Warrior. He changed things that were Mm -hmm. from the book into different things. And in my opinion, made a good decision on bringing in the person who did the score. But I guess we'll get into that later. So it was kind of a mess uh, that cost a lot of extra money. But anyway, the main character. So Crichton directed the rest of it or he did the reshoots. He had had to do the reshoots because it was so muddied. Does he do that? Has he done that before? I mean, he's done. He's directed movies before. Oh, okay. Do we know what's Crichton and what's McTiernan? Yeah. Is there any uh, record? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, one thing for sure is um, McTiernan decided to stick to the book at the end. the The Queen is actually this really old woman, and they filmed that. And actually, at the end of the movie, her name is still in the credits as the Queen. But of all people, Michael Crichton said he didn't want the good guys to beat and kill an old lady so he made it a younger would have been cooler dude that Mm -hmm. was so confusing though she didn't look anything like the token yeah like the (laughs) statue (laughs) that big stone statue was the queen i I thought she had to get by her to then get the queen so i was confused i didn't know if like beowulf was like lying but speaking of that brett the original book that michael crichton wrote is it like a pseudo science history, much like Jurassic Park is? I'm glad you brought this up. Okay, so the only thing that is, first of all, Ahmed Ibn Fadlan was a real person. Um, he wrote a manuscript, and Michael Crichton like invented this entire thing. Like, there's sources at the end of the book. There are. Manuscripts that he say in, uh, are in museums in Scotland and all the other things, all made up. The only actual factual thing he used was the first three chapters of this book are taken from Ibn Fadlan's manuscript. Everything else is a very loose translation of Beowulf. So this guy... From the Middle East, really did bump into. Is that why they're called Wendells? Yes, yeah, they, they believe so. Yeah, Wendell, Grendel, God. yes, and then Grendel's the queen, Grendel's mom, dragon, the fireworm. Um, yes. So, uh, but the guy from the Middle East really did bump into Vikings. Like that part's all true. Kind of. He he was on a mission. The, the, I mean, the stuff about he being kicked out for having sex with someone's wife. I don't think that stuff's true. And the character of uh, Omar Sharif, that was made up. Uh, that wasn't in the book. Um, it's just like he went, he was going to go see the Volga Bulgars, which was in what they used to call Bulgaria, which is like up in Russia. And I don't know if he made it to the Norsemen or not, but, and then it's all made up. He even in the book, he will bring up this in this chapter. He said this, but I changed it to this to make it more readable. It's all fake. It's just like he's just put so much work into it. Um, and the book Dude, was just I gotta okay. say, though, Antonio Banderos, I don't think banged that girl. He just loved he her. He just looked at her. He's pure. He didn't bang no, her. He's not Some pure in the light, book at all. Light banging. 
He's like the rest of the Vikings. They just have sex with people. Like petting? It was dry. Mm. (laughs) Soaking. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, this book started because one of his friends was giving a speech. I'm just saying it was like over the clothes stuff. Yes. Okay. So one of his friends was a professor or whatever. (laughs) Can we... Can we not... this kid i don't care and he was talking about old stories that were bores that were boring and the first one was beowulf and michael Crichton disagreed he said i can prove it to you i'm going to write a book based on beowulf and change this and this this people didn't love the book when it came out but people like it more now so that's why the whole beowulf thing bolvi is just he picked that name because it sounds like beowulf so it's it seems like it's historical fiction, but it's almost completely just fiction. But yes, it's very confusing, and people still write to that like that museum saying, "Can I read this blah 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 manuscript?" And they're like, "He's like you, it's a hoax." Literally, the name of the source that he uses stands means like hoax. Hmm. So he just kind of trolled people, whether that. Is a cool thing or not a cool thing? I guess we'll figure out. Any other starter questions? I mean, let's not bury the lead here. Antonio Banderas is playing an Arab person. Who looked at the most beautiful <laughs> princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. He looks so unlike an Arab, it's ridiculous. Anyway. I'm not... Wait, because he has brown skin? Is that why, Brett? Dark skin? It's called acting. But his accent is like he's <laughs> the he well-known Mexican or Spanish actor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not trying to say know. it's offensive, yeah. Brad. I just got triggered. But I'm just saying it's like it's just he it doesn't work. Like why not just get an Arab person? He can't do any other accent besides Spanish guy. It's not Brett's fault that you you can't see an Arab when you when you see him. <laughs> <laughs> you don't recognize one okay. when you see it. In Let the me face. ask you a question. Uno, These dos, are, <laughs> are men. They are men. Not bears, but men. Who's more believable? Antonio Banderas as an Arab or Sean Connery as a Spaniard? Sean Connery as a Spaniard. <laughs> no. Great question. No. Sean Connery true. as a Russian in The Hunt for Red October. Oh, let's go. That's yeah. good. That's good. Sean That's Connery as an Irish cop in The Like he un- did it again. Touchables. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we buried the lead. We just had we had to bring it up. Good job. You're right, Pat. I mean, I figured it would it's come just, up at some point. It's funny to me. <laughs> I know. It's just funny. <laughs> All right, so... The problem is you couldn't name an Arab actor in the 90s, so yes, that's the problem here. That's kind of what I was thinking. Just the guys that get blown up in True Lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, who doesn't remember them? I'm just saying. That's on Hollywood. <laughs> that is on Hollywood. 
Okay, Marines, it's time to kick ass. Recommend using your Mavericks to take out the bridge. Roger that. Line plate switch Mavericks. Two. These missiles won't set off those nukes, will they? Negative. That's a negative flank zero one. Shooting Marines. Isn't the bad guy in that movie one of the guys in Congo? One I of the Arabs, no one of the guys, which was also written by Michael Crichton. Aren't the monkeys the bad guys in Congo? <laughs> yeah, I say, aren't the psychotic apes the bad guys in Congo? Who are the real bad guys in Congo? Let's explore. Again, I'd like to apologize to the diehard 13th Warrior fans. <laughs> Finally, a podcast of my favorite movie. <laughs> 13th Warrior, it's never been done. <laughs> it might not have been. Hey, I wrote the book. Brett, <laughs> Pappy, Pappy wondered this out loud to me earlier on the phone. Couple Like earlier this week we were talking. And he was like, I don't know why Brett picked this. Can we ask you why? That's a good question. Well, A, I love that you talk about me behind my back. Um, <laughs> Come on, you're our friend. <laughs> of course. Two, I don't... I, I, was it a recommendation, or did you just come across it? I watched this movie when I was a kid. My, mm. I liked it. My brother got me the VHS for Christmas. I, nice. It's just like a nostalgic pick for you, kind of? I love Vladimir Coolidge. I don't know if I pronounced that. I love him in this movie so much, I can't explain how much I love him in this movie. He's the guy who plays Bullvine. I agree with you. Maybe we can get into it later, but that character is freaking badass in this movie but yeah i don't know it's just a movie i liked as a kid i mean josh and pappy did you talk on the phone a month or so ago and say why did stevie pick a movie about jugger yes okay probably make sure that TV came with receipts on the why he Yeah, I answered Jugger. for my sins, or I, I answered. <laughs> Jugger was like, yeah, CB's boss's recommendation. It felt like this would be like a recommendation to you. Yeah, it was a recommendation from me. And from he your watched. past self. How long was the book? Short. Uh, four hours on audio. It's like 300 pages. Not very long. And which do you like better? Uh, probably the movie <laughs> well really the, the, the movie made a couple decisions i thought were better um 
the thing is like when i'm watching when i'm watching this movie i'm like this would be way better as a book because i lose track of who the 13 warriors are i don't feel a lot of there's one reason why you will because they literally don't show them after like they show them like one time at their horrible sequence that is too (laughs) and then also the worst names 13 of the worst names Hey. You got face tattoo guy. I like face yeah. tattoo guy. When they're all getting introduced, it's in the foreign language. So you literally have no idea what's going on. So the introduction is like totally lost on the viewer. I didn't know if that was. Yeah, I was so confused. I was like, am I? Is the subtitles fucked up? Why am I not understanding what is supposed to be going on right here? Can we talk about that, by the way? The fact that this movie has like one of the craziest language switches we've ever seen Dude, in the history of it. movies. It, it is it is awesome. It's revolutionary. Can you, can you no, explain it? Are you guys being it's sarcastic? Terrible. No, not I, at all. I love every terrible. second of it. I, love I it. like it. I love it too, and that's it. they didn't do that in the book. What are you talking about? I stood up and got closer to the TV when it happened because I was so amazed by it. <laughs> it is un-fucking-real. John McTiernan did this in Head Up for Red October. He's like, yes, I can do it again, and it's so much worse. This is the stupidest <laughs> shit ever. He this literally so zooms bad. in on people's mouths. It's unreal. Explain it, yeah, Stevie, explain it. Sorry. It's a fucking master class. <laughs> Some smoke-colored camp girl. <laughs> Looked like that one's mother. <laughs> My mother. <laughs> okay, so we had this really annoying... I, I get it. It's this really annoying sequence where you have these Vikings speaking Nordic and you have translators from a guy who understands Nordic that translates, translates it from Greek... To Antonio Banderas' handler, back to Antonio Banderas. This goes on for like 10 freaking minutes, and it's hard to watch. The first 10 minutes of the movie. I don't believe the subtitles are correct, by the way. 
um, in the book. And I believe if I read correctly, it says Greek when the old guy speaks in Greek. I believe Berger or whatever talks back in Latin because that's what they language they speak in the book. Okay. But Stevie's point, this part of like a translator talking about everything, even with the CCs on and like the YouTube. It's hard, man. It's like it's hard. It drags. It's like watching C-SPAN. Because you watch a sequence of them saying something, yeah, then him tough. repeating it to him, and then him repeating it to him. It's like, just stop. But one reason I loved it, though, is after the horrible sequence of deciding who the 13th warrior is, Antonio Barron's just looks at their mouths and listens. I listen. And he just, he just listens. And he's just watching their mouths at a campfire. And it's glorious because he, it literally goes. <laughs> the first couple times you hear American words, you're like, did that? No. It's like, that's glorious not glorious because he literally just speaks in his, the language that Antonio Banderas has been speaking in. But now our Viking friends, oh God. Now they speak it too, but we're under the understanding that really Antonio Banderas is speaking Nordic, and it is fucking amazing. <laughs> Was pure woman from a noble family, and I, at least know who my father is. You. Big eating son of a whore. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Where did you learn our language? I listened. <laughs> it works. No, it doesn't work at all. It's the stupidest shit I've ever what seen. Dude, it's glorious. No. He's smart. He's educated. Because he listens. But that's not how that That's not how language works. That's how it works if you no. learn words he's never heard. How does he know every word in the Nordic dictionary? They have three fade in and fade outs. You have no idea how much time passed, Pat. He's conjugating verbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a, he's past ustedes now. Cryptographing. Para usted. You learn the words that are most common, then you go from there. That's how people learn languages when they go to other countries. But I know, but they're in longer. it though. Like. I think what is it? You don't know how long this was. He he downloaded the Viking language file in the <laughs> Duolingo, Matrix. <Viking>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for all we Chad know, this weeks and weeks and weeks they were traveling. I think it takes if you're in a country and you assimilate in a culture and you're brand new to the language, it takes about three to five years to be like a hundred percent fluent. In the course of this movie though, he is like a genius three translator. Hours. He knows a lot it's of not like, three hours language. <laughs> He, this is, it's supposed to portray him as a genius and it gains him the respect of at least one of the other warriors. And it eases the pain of having to listen to the <laughs> translator. See, that's trans- why they did it. It's just a choice of the movie to get, we gotta have these guys speak in the same language. It's Let's- so great, though, because 
He's just speaking English. Stevie, and do it, an impression of when like the Nordic, it's like changing from Nordic to like American English. It's like one, two, still 12 or 13 horses. One tall. <laughs> Double Big Mac and extra fries. I mean, it's, it's jarring though to watch because like, usually I just hate looking at people's mouths in movies, especially like when you get close up to it. But there's like this, there's this language going on on screen where it's like going in between Antonio Banderas' like eyes with a zoom in and then on their mouths with a zoom in. And it's that language that you instantly understand, but you also can't believe it's happening in real time. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, Pap, don't be a pig eating son of a whore. All right? <laughs> Fair. Okay, so in, this is one of the decisions. I wasn't sure how you guys would feel about it. Sounds like you're mixed. This is one of the decisions I thought was better in the movie than in the book, because in the book, he literally speaks Latin back and forth with Bargar, and he Bargar. doesn't understand anybody else. So I think hard. this makes for a better movie. Well, my whole thing is, why does Antonio Banderas need to exist? Because he's the one that writes the story. I don't know. Why do we need? Why do we need his backstory at all why do yeah. i need to know that he fucked the king's wife 100%. guys, guys 100%. come on it literally like, takes 30 seconds in the movie to explain that it's not that big i don't of a deal. need it but no, we don't but, need this i mean this it this movie is pretty movie, skinny we don't need any more fat and there's like in the beginning is all fat why does antonia Banderas's character exist the first 15 minutes don't matter at all in this movie until that kid is running out of the woods. And then it's like, oh, okay, there's something else in the woods. I think it's it's building the mysticism because it's like we've all heard of Beowulf and consider it a Nordic myth that's got built up over the ages. But if you add this twist that there was like another witness from a different culture who like backs up the account. Because he listens. Isn't that because he's listening so closely? Doesn't that make it kind of like more romantic and true or something? It's pretty cool. This seems pretty Lord, Lord of the Rings ish. Um, you know, he, I mean, ugh, like, I no, was say- I'm, pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. If you take Antonio Banderas out of the movie, how much of the story really changes? You know, nothing. Beowulf is the hero. He does all the cool shit. He bullvie. Antonio Banderas' character is inconsequential to the entire plot. Like, we, th- here's the issue. We have a inactive hero, and movies don't work with that. Like, what, that's what bothered me so much about the whole 13th Warrior thing is he didn't fight it, and he also didn't have to, like, fight his way in. He was just kind of, like, there for the ride. That's really hard to watch. What was he, how was he going to fight it? <clears throat> well, think of it this way. Say that Oracle says, like... You know, before you go on your trip, you must spill blood, but it can't be of, you know, of Northman descent. And they decide, like, hey, we're going to kill Antonio Banderas. And then they say, like, you know, he fights bravely. You know, he has warrior skills. And the guy who's fighting him is just like, why Why would we kill this man before we go? We can have a 13th warrior. Like, that's a better way to do it. I mean, than just being like, all right, I'm getting on the boat now. I was also confused because it seemed like the Oracle at first was whole death. It was like she was pulling up a bone and being like, we need someone who's strong. And some guy was like, I know I can bench the most, so I'll fucking do it. And then I was like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, we need someone that's really good at 
chess. And like an older guy stands up and he's like, God damn it, I am the best at chess. We need a sexy we need Spaniard. A, we need a burglar. We also play a Muslim. <laughs> but for Antonio Banderas, it's more just like, he doesn't get a chance to volunteer or say anything quippy. It's he's just an inactive like, hero, man. It's hard to watch. Very bizarre movie structure. Isn't it? It would make more sense if like his particular fighting style like complimented the Vikings or something, right? Like he is a badass fighter. Anything to bring to the table. He doesn't even like help <laughs> out that much. Equ- equestrian skills. In the book, he's not a fighter at all. Also, I'm super pissy. Like, I'm really pissy. Like, they didn't make a bigger deal of that young woman getting burned alive more. Like, they volunteer for that. I know, but it really should have been a bigger deal. Like, if you're just going to, you know, burn alive, like, hey, let's, you know, throw on some dramatic music. Hear the scream. Something. Like, let's do something. Kids are crying. You know, Antonio Banderas can't believe what he's seeing. Like, there needs to be a bigger sequence about that. No screams. Silent, burnt at the stake death. Yeah, it doesn't exist. So far, you've taken two 30-second scenes and think... They should be a lot longer and more in depth, but you're talking about too much fat. Yeah, because Antonio Banderas is in this movie for a hundred minutes and doesn't need to be. Like we don't uh, need to see Antonio Banderas' character. It's ridiculous. Tell that to Michael Crichton. I will. It's a fucking idiotic I know, move. He, he's dead. He's dead. He died in 2008. I know. Rest in he peace. He was very tall. I'd like to see get on the ladder and talk to him. You How guys, many Michael Crichtons could you beat in a cornfield with a baseball bat? <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a helmet? Is he alive? No. It's this is like a story. If like, uh, I know it adds to the complication that it's like someone who's Spanish playing an Arab. But let's say it was like uh, someone out of place and out of time that like witnessed the Jesus story and told it. But it's like a slightly different account and like the mythic. Sp- Parts of it are like stripped back and it tries to be like more gritty. I think that's what this is trying to do. And like to Michael Creighton's Crichton's defense, he's trying to like build this legend of Beowulf in his own way. I I actually think that's kind of cool. I know it sounds super dorky and like try hard everything you laid out, Brett, earlier, but yeah, I I understand like the point of Andy. Antonio Banderas in this movie as like a different point of view from a different culture lending like vouching for the story and I like that see I'm with I'm with Stevie though it's like it's unnecessary fat and not to go back to this but the opening sequence could have been these 13 guys fighting some other Viking tribe right or like raiding some kind of like village or something like get to know them better so i feel more feelings when they die like i I, we spend way too much time with this guy and like i don't know who these (coughs) other 12 warriors are at all and they're dying left and right after the first battle yeah well only two die in the first battle one gets his head a man gets his head ripped off and we feel nothing because we don't know who it is (laughs) Yeah, which one is that even (laughs) i don't know (laughs) don't you know Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
Brad, do you love Antonio Banderas in this movie? Why do you like this movie? No, I understand. I already told you why. I don't care about him in this movie. I like the Vikings. I like the guy who talks all the time and is funny, and I like Bullvine. Name one Viking. Bullvine. Wait, Name four Vikings. Wait a a second. I think this is a fair exercise that we can all contribute to. I will name one of my most standout of the 13, and hopefully you guys will follow. But there's (laughs) one guy. guy. (laughs) This guy has like a like a tattoo that goes straight across his cheeks and nose. Face tattoo, that was mine. He also looks just like Aaron Rodgers to me, for real. And he Mm. does die a pretty brutal death about halfway through the movie. He does not make it to the end battle. Um, I think he gets... Oh, it, doesn't he get bow and arrow to the roof? He's like trying to get this like torch off a fence, and a uh, bunch yeah. of people like shoot him with arrows. Brett, yeah. you got another one of these thirteen warriors that sticks out besides Antonio Banderas, right? And Bullwife, <laughs> and Beowulf. Bullfie? Beowulf, Bull, Bullseye, Bullseye. I like Bullseye. Burger. How can you forget Burger? Who's, who the fuck is Burger? Who is Burger? What are you talking about? Burger. Burger. <laughs> who is that? He's the guy he, who it, talks it, all the time. Oh, okay. The Latin guy. Yeah, his name's Herger. Herger. He's is he the, the guy that's kind one. of a... Is he a womanizer a little bit, too? Got some females hanging off him? They all do that. Okay, I'm going to name... Do you want me to name all the people? No. No. Okay. <laughs> We're looking for standouts. Why would you do standouts. <laughs> I've always liked Tony Curran. He's the red-haired guy. Always liked him as an actor. I do like the thing when you die. Can I give that to my my daughters? I like him. Not bad. He's good. There's Goatee Guy who gives up in the tunnels. I like Goatee Guy. He seemed nice. The he calls him Lad at the end. I like that. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the the Scout guy, or I like him. The, the guy, guy in the tree. The tree? Melchizedek? He's like, I'm too tired to... Re-. Yeah, the tree guy. Antonio Banderas throws him the food. Oh, the guy at the very, very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. S- skilled? I don't know. But anyway, I I, I guess. I, I like a couple. The ones you get to know, actually. Well, that's what I'm saying. We describe him as face tattoo guy. It's like we're describing their physical characteristics. They have no personality. No, I said Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. I already said his, he doesn't care about his family. Yeah. Um... He yep. doesn't care about the franchise. He's not very loyal. But they're uh, not they're not characters. They're just bodies to fill up these 13 spots. Like we can't describe them in any other way other than their physical characteristics, other than guy who talks a lot. Just let me rip on Aaron Rodgers for a second. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you done? I just think this movie tries to do a lot in a little bit of time, but it originally started out trying to do a lot within a, a lot of time, and it turned into kind of a chaotic mess. And that's why we don't know who any of the characters are. Like, how did that one kid know where um, Bull, Bullseye was in the beginning? Bullwife, Bullwife, and now Bullseye. Bullseye. Uh, they, they know who he is. How'd they know where he was? He's in there. That's where they live. What? Maybe. I yeah, thought, that's yeah, because the king had died there. Yeah, that's where they live. Right. Yeah. 
or they're it's traveling their Vikings. Yeah, this is one of the most memorable parts of the movie, though, because the ship comes ashore, and all the crew and the boy captain just stand there, stony silence for like twelve hours to start things off. <gasps> and the explanation is like they have to know, they have to be seen. <laughs> it's like they have to prove that they're not just like a DMT dream state shit <laughs> yeah. for us to interact with them normally or something. It's pretty crazy. I actually like that. It's so off kilter. It's awesome. Oh! Yeah, they're superstitious people, I suppose, so they're pretty much only scared of mist. In the book, they get scared of what are they know to be whales, because they think they're like some demon. But anyway, I don't know. That's how they know where he is. They they know who he is. They know, they know who he is, but how they know where he was. That's all I was asking. Like, there's parts of this movie I love, but the beginning is not one of them. Can I ask you a question, Brett? Sure. It might, yeah, it might help to say too that, like, yeah, they, they go to get these thirteen warriors because the Southern Kingdom, Viking Kingdom, is being raided. What happens to the whole inner politics of the Second <laughs> Kingdom's plot? Right, like the son, like, was that just cut? Is that yeah. in the book? Yeah, no, it's in the book. There's he's Hrothgar is the king. He's like really old, and he's got five sons, I believe. Uh, one of which is Wolfgar, who's who, Goes and gets Wolfgar. goes and gets uh Bolvi. That's his son. Okay. And Makes then sense. the other guy, uh the oldest son. Yeah. Right? He yeah. kills he and his people kill the other three brothers. Damn. I think that's brought up, right? At one point when they're at the table, he's like, You killed your brothers or something, and I almost come to fisticuffs. That's not really done in the book, but yeah, he says something like, I haven't heard any of your ex, uh, exploits, exploits, except for killing your brothers. Yeah. Cause they're, they just don't care. Like they don't cry when people die. They don't, they're just not, they just don't care. Like, but that, so the oldest son who kills his brothers disappears from the movie, just totally MIA for, no, he's, he's in the scene where they, the guy fights the redhead guy. Right. That's it. Well, well, and it's like, yeah, this is to like throw him off his game, but then he's just gone for the second. That whole story is gone. Put him in his place, Pap. In the book, the the son makes like kind of a insensitive comment about uh, Bolvi after he died. And he like whispered it, but they heard it. So uh, Harger and Antonio uh, challenge the king and his scri- scribe or whatever, and they kill him. They kill the son. So then they're like, okay, send for your other son. He can be king now. But in this, yeah, it's not, I don't know why the woman character in the, like, that was a movie invention, probably just to have both of those women were like, like women don't really have any speaking lines in the movie much. So that was all just added. 
well, to get some this, women in there. Can I bring up a philosophical question? This no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about movies, Mikey. I don't think it's that bad. It's like I know some of the things in this movie maybe don't quote make sense or follow like an A to Z pattern, but I feel like this movie has like a history to it. And I feel like I'm in good hands. And hold on, hold on here with me. Jesus. I feel like I'm trying to catch up to it the whole time. And it makes me feel like I'm a kid, like watching a movie. And it really has that suspension of disbelief. And I, I feel like we're kind of shitting on this movie a lot, but like coming into it blind, I actually really appreciated the fact that like nothing is spelled out for you from the language stuff. Are you insane? From the language stuff at the beginning to like the these troglodytes in the caves, like it troglodytes. It just unfolds yeah. in front of you. It's an adventure. Dude, they are bone tomahawk. Yeah. No idea what's coming next, Stevie. I will say that I, like you guys said, hate the beginning. The beginning is awful. But about twenty minutes in, it's like non-stop until the very end yeah. i feel like like it's constantly moving i don't know where it's gonna move it's moving all it's over the moving. place <laughs> and it's backtracking sometimes and i i don't know i like i feel like uh they're just like they're running so fast but their their feet aren't keeping up with them so they're like kind of tripping over where <laughs> they need to go and like in some of these scenes, like they're just constantly running and doing something else that doesn't exactly lead to the next scene. And it feels a little disconjointed. I can't imagine like the editing process of what this movie was. Like I just picture like five men in a room where like one guy who's like the realist has like his legs crossed with like one hand in his head with like a cigarette like off like the corner of his forehead. And he just realizes it's not going to work no matter how hard they try. Like, that's how I picture, like, the editing process was in this movie. But, Josh, to go back to what you said, there there are a couple parts that I really, really like in terms of, like, just trying to keep up with what the movie's saying. And to go back to when Guy Who Talks A Lot fights red-haired guy, like, the movie doesn't have to tell me that the number of shields you have equal the number of lives you have in this fight, right? It's like <laughs> a video game. Like, when your shield breaks, you get another life, basically. Like, that's cool. Like, that works. Brett, are you mad? I was trying to stick up for the movie. Brett said he had to go pee. Keep talking. Oh, damn. (laughs) Busted him out. Uh, He's pissing angry, though. (laughs) I, I think this movie, like just goes at such a breakneck speed that if you stop to think about it like now we're doing on a podcast there's so many holes you could poke in it but i i was along for the adventure that's the short version of what i was trying to say earlier this movie true after the first 20 minutes after the translations i was i was in it to win it boys it's Wiley e. Coyote running off of a cliff, but as long as he keeps running and doesn't look down, <laughs> he can keep moving forward. Yeah.
<laughs> Was the troglodyte reveal a little too early? Why can't... Uh... Were they uh, were they supposed to be totally human? I, I couldn't really tell well, because they were still doing some sort of they were you know cave people unhuman like the book thing. makes uh, again -like the book makes it seem like it's real. Hit their explanation is they're like uh, descendants of the Neanderthals and that they didn't really die out. That's why they're Ooh. they're human like oh, but trucks. a little different. But the movie really gives no explanation for them. Uh, Stevie, did you ask if it's too early? Yeah, they revealed the troglodytes a little too early. It's possible. I think the reason they wanted to do that is... They are men. It is a man. They are not bear. They are man. That's why I think they wanted to make him become a warrior. To show that he's not, because he was scared. But Well, I mean... Those are pretty small bears. By the way, Why you're not going to offend me. I'm not going to die on this movie hill. I don't. It's not that big of a deal for me. I'm. I'm gonna. We'll, then we'll die together. Why do the troglodytes retreat when they're burning down the village? Like they've had like the upper hand. I think it's like the second big battle with the troglodytes. Second one. They have the upper hand now. Yeah, troglodytes have, have the upper hand. The troglodytes <laughs> have the upper hand now, and they just leave. Like finish the job. Get some heads for Grendel. Dude. That first, <laughs> there's an edit of this movie where like that front guy, he's just smoking folks in this Viking village, just killing people. <laughs> and then he hears that horn and he has to like toss his cell phone, smash his skateboard. And he's like, no head, <laughs> no head. So no head. I don't get that reference, Sarles. I hope, I hope. I hope one person gets the no head meme. Yes. Thank you, Stevie Cheeso Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, is the is the book like a horror book? Mm. Not really. I don't I don't really To think. me this like translates way better as a horror movie. Dude, you build up you build up suspense and dread. Around yeah, these people. suspense and dread, suspense and dread. It's perfect. And then by the time you get to their camp, you're like, you know, on fucking edge, right? Well, to I've see. always felt like the first fight scene is almost like a legit horror scene. You can't see them. They're creeping around. They come in. They're just like growling and stuff. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's the problem, though, is you see them. Like, did, did anybody else think that was just going to be like a kid playing? <laughs> oh, I'd seen this movie, but <laughs> I, it just struck me as like, oh, it's the first time, and they're and like Stevie said, they actually see it, so this can't be it. It can't be this physical, this early in the movie, and then they like bust through and just start fighting. I, I agree, Stevie. I guess that's true. Well, it's kind of like the, um, it's kind of like the uh, Jurassic Park Jaws effect, you know. <clears throat> the less you see, the better. <laughs> and you know that probably requires a movie with a little more character development um, but just part of me was like hoping they were going to push the troglodytes back way further back than they did I kind of love that when they're fake snoring you know and their eyes are open that's cool <laughs> I like that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I wouldn't say there's a ton of character building in the book either, so they literally just make fun of each other. Like, uh, Ahmed thinks that they're just kind of like savages. Like, the things they do, like, they don't bathe. They don't, like, wipe after they crap. They don't, like, after they have sex, they don't clean themselves. They're, like, disgusting. Yet, they take any woman whenever they want. And even Ahmed does that, which I was just, like, really threw me off guard because... You know, what do you I, mean by that? They take any woman whenever they want. They, if they're walking, <laughs> if they're walking by, they're like, "I want to have sex with you," so they have sex with them. <laughs> are they down for it, or is it? Well, that's just kind of all they know. It's, uh, I mean, <laughs> this is Michael Crichton's mind at work. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to get much more into that. Well, it's like the Northman, right? Like the Northman didn't shy away from the brutality of Viking life. But when you're trying to build this fellowship of Vikings, you can't have them be a bunch of assaulters. You know, you got to make them likable to some extent. So I understand cutting that. Did the Northmen and like Nordics like leave behind like expansive culture? Yeah, I'm. Like books, I, like tons of writings, like Well what's funny is inventions. No, I saw they needed someone Ahmad Abed Fadlan to well, actually that's, that's something I saw was funny is they said Vikings have been writing runes for a thousand years before that. So it's funny that they'd be like, You write words? Like because they've been doing that. You make I mean, sound you I think a lot sound. of their stuff was probably more uh, word of mouth, but it morphed into like they're all considered like Germanic tribes back then, and then you get it's all the Scandinavian stuff. Again, we have a new patron from that area. I do not want to speak out of turn, so <laughs> I'm gonna not say any more. But I mean, well, I think Joe Rogan, Thirteenth Warrior, Joe Rogan recently had on Ric Flair, and it's oh, God, basically really? this. It's the same story <laughs> that they were like romanticizing of Ric Flair in the late seventies. He's like the last wave that got to do this. But they're young guys who are like, they wrestled nine hours a week, working out, traveling the country. And after the after the events, they go to the local small town bar and pick up local women off of dudes and like piss people off and pool and like knock corners yeah. off. And then when they get in fights, they like beat the fuck out of people. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, He's like gouge- legendary for his fights, <clears throat> like gouging people's eyes out or like breaking their jaw or like crippling them. Can you imagine Andre <clears throat> and the also, giant? F- and also sexing their women. So it's like literally Nordic culture. <laughs> Swole, keep us honest if that's if that's accurate. New Patreon. Yeah. But when I was uh, secretly in the bathroom that you guys busted me out for, um, I do like the fight scene, and that's actually one of the few things that's accurate, I believe, from that culture, is you got the three shields. Once you're out of shields, you don't, I don't believe you have to give up, but it's just like one sh- shield and a sword against one sword. It's not going to end very well for you. So uh, I always really like that scene. That's like one of the very few scenes that I remembered pretty well. So, but just a weird thing. 
Okay, so two of them die in the first battle. Four of them die in the second battle. And I remember in the last battle when they're in the caves, I was so confused because I was doing the math. I'm like, there should be <laughs> there should be seven left. And they were only six. And I just could not figure it out. And then I read that, like, they show the guy, he's supposed to be like 15. I think he is 15. And then he's in the scene where they introduce themselves to Hrothgar. And then he's not in the movie again. They don't mention him. They Dude. don't show him. He just disappears. Yeah, because they don't matter. This is what I'm saying. We, we didn't even realize he was gone. But when the movie gets to the caves and there's five warriors, so much better. The, the caves are my favorite part of the whole movie. Oh, yeah, I, I think like this that. is actually The descent freaking awesome. is great. It's so I loved, cool. I like the queen always kind of freaked me out. I thought she, that was a cool scene. But yeah, the caves are really cool. They're sneaking around. A little bit of humor when the guy hits the rock. It's kind of like, ooh. But... Yeah, apparently uh, Antonio Banderas saved Herger's life. He like almost drowned and he jumped in and pulled him out. So that's pretty cool. I guess it's lucky that he was on there. But go ahead, Pat. Why don't you tell us why you like that? I think I like the caves. I don't know. There's so many questions that you have about the troglodytes. And not that they're necessarily answered in the caves, but it's like even more show don't tell right like you see the big statue with the giant bags of the woman who they've been carrying around you're like oh that's what this is like i don't know like the tone even is super it's just super fun like they're swinging around on that vine and stuff too Mm -hmm. like it's a different movie willow vibes or something like it was just like yeah like definitely a more fun time than what was taking place at the village or whatever like um in terms of like uh the the actors looking like they're having fun on screen i don't know it's just uh yeah it's hard to explain uh but the caves feel like an adventure movie it reminded me of a historical like temple of doom almost it reminded me of casa doom from lord of the rings it's kind of like their descent down mikey really thinks it's super fun to be in a society where they kill every every female that's born and only save one and they know <laughs> and live in caves it's so fun Pat, did you... i said the guys are having fun you guys weren't sad when he went into the queen's lair and you saw all of your favorite characters heads tattoo guy i was devastated <laughs> at that time he said that one cool thing tattoo guy number one <laughs> aaron rogers <laughs> Oh, Aaron Rodgers' head. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with Stevie, though. I think he's saying something interesting. It's like, it's a Go physical ahead. descent, right? And it yes. gets more and more fucked up as you move down into the It's, a, it's like, exhausting as a viewer. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, exhausting in a good way. Yeah, they got the rope swing thing. They got the the crawl down the, the waterfall type I thought area. the swinging on the rope into the water was probably the coolest thing when they showed him from a couple different angles swinging around I thought that was really cool looking they got him sneaking around and slicing guys in the back it's pretty I, fun I liked it when they were just like we have no idea how far down we are at this point and it gives you the sense that like it's a one way journey Mm-hmm. Kind of like that Lord of the Rings feel. Mm-hmm. Also, the set doesn't look bad. It's pretty 
cool looking set wherever they're at mm -hmm. now the queen should have been the big boss the guy with the horns at the end is totally underwhelming compared <laughs> to this journey descent you have to see I the queen it. I didn't even know it was that was the guy like I had to rewind it be like is that the main guy they said the guy with the was horns. that the big bad He's barely distinguishable from the other troglodytes. He's got a couple extra horns. I don't ones. think he's even in the book. And he gets his shit wrecked immediately. He's not an imposing figure. He's just there. <laughs> like, also, if you kill the only woman, that should be it. There it almost be like, makes me yeah. think, Pap, that initially you would have been right. But it also makes me think that they just put in a scene where they're like, it's the one with the horns. And that was just a random fight. That wasn't mm -hmm. even like the big bad fight. It was like, we need to tie this. And they like Michael Crichton was like, "Oh wait, we just killed the only woman who was in the movie." <laughs> <laughs> they copied and pasted guy killing horns to the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't believe they did this in the movie, and I was kind of surprised uh, when they go see the Angel of Death. Uh, every, by the way, in case you didn't notice, like every Viking village has an Angel of Death, like soothsayer. Um that are like really old ladies. In the book, she tells Bullvi that he's gonna die. So the whole time he's there, he just kinda knows he's gonna die, so. Uh, they, I don't believe they mentioned that in the movie, so I don't know if that's, you think that's better or worse, but I kinda wish they would've mentioned it. It's probably what she says when it's like uh, all under translation. In the tent. But yeah, I did just have some popcorn. <laughs> My, Mikey, the um, the woman that uh, Antonio hooks up with in this movie, the blonde. Yeah. She is the wife of Mads Mikkelsen's character in your movie, Another Round. Oh, is she? Yeah. I believe her name is uh, Maria Bonavie. Huh. That's pretty she cool. is a <laughs> Swedish woman. But yeah, she's a main do you like, character. Do, do you like the OG story of Beowulf? I I just read about it for like the first time a little bit last week and a little bit today. I don't, I never read it. So I read it. The only thing I remember is that he kills Grendel and then I think it ends with like Grendel's mother is still out there. Okay, here's what happens. So Hrothgar is a real person. He's the, he, he they have this big kingdom, this little big like castle thing that everyone hates, just like in this movie. Um, there's no like defense, and they're like laughing and having all this mirth. And Grendel comes and kills some people, so they call for Beowulf to come, and Beowulf fights Grendel and rips his arm off, and Grendel goes and dies in a cave, and then he hangs that arm, which makes Grendel's mom really mad. So then they go fight Grendel's mom. And the mom is going to kill Beowulf, but his armor deflects the thing and he ends up killing his mom. Uh, this is all like underwater. It's really weird. And then he becomes the king of his people. And then like 50 years later, a dragon comes. Someone steals something from a dragon's lair. So the dragon comes and kills some people. And Beowulf's like, I'm going to go fight the dragon. But only one person helps him and everyone else runs away. And even though he kills the dragon, he dies. And everyone's like, oh, you're a coward. You're a coward. You left. So that's how that story is. I know. I just saved you guys a well, lot of time. Well, see, that's what you got to do with this movie. You kill the guy with the horns. It's like the troglodytes charge. 
they take down the captain, the troglodytes, and they're like, we did it, we did it. But then the, the soothsayer lady is like, no, you got to kill the mom, you know? And yeah, then no, they go I into the caves been, and do that. I agree. That should have been the other way around. Yeah. I, I, again, because they do make a final charge in the book. I just don't know if that horn guy is like a character or not. I don't remember. I pictured them as like an ant colony. So if like the queen Ooh, is so important. Ah. Like, is yeah, this that's like kind of what head, I thought they were going is, with. Is it the head drone? Or like the what? Or bees. I just don't know. Like, like you guys are saying, the guy with the horns, like what's his one-to-one? He's just like the biggest warrior that they all look up to. That's why he has extra horns, Pat, probably. He, like he's extra- the one that fucks the queen. <laughs> he's <laughs> the one that gets to. <laughs> he's the only one. With that snake around her neck? I don't think anyone does. By the time you get to the end of the movie, it's the third time they've defended this village. You know? Like, yeah. It's enough. We've done this yeah. twice already. I don't need to see it again. Well, I I was kind of hoping that like they talk about this glowworm thing, and then you find out that it's just a line of cavalry. So it's like, well, I guess there's no supernatural element to this movie that we're going to end up seeing. Or That was a bit dis- disappointing. It was like... I wish there was some sort of monster, I guess. Yeah. I suppose. I disagree with Pat, though. Like, we can watch Helm's Deep being defended all day. No, that's the I, end of the second movie. They don't do Helm's Deep at the beginning and then do it two more times. It's different. It was exhausting to see them do <laughs> to see him do it again. What about, like, The Mist? Which I wanted to bring up earlier, where they're in mm. the in the convenience mart, and it's a mist, literally, and they have to like defend wave after wave. It's kind of that same feel, right? It's not bad. Well, I mean, at least he had some compelling stuff going on, like in the convenience store. You know what I mean? I mean, you had a whole like MAGA cult going on in the mist. Like you didn't have a whole lot of that in this. Yeah, I don't need Viking tower defense three times in this movie. But what else were you going to do? There was no, like, character development, really. So it's like it just it had to be battles, I guess. Which is crazy because the battles are, like, kind of cool. But it's like I, I'm tired of them. I don't know. They don't. The pacing is so ridiculous in, like, the last two-thirds of the movie that it's like, man, we don't get a break for anything around here. And it's yeah. just nonstop action. But it's like. It's good, but it's not like great. So it's like I don't need to see all of this, the whole rest of the two thirds of the movie. I guess I don't they're, know. they're like, "Go to sleep, Arab," and he's like, "Yes, I will." Wait, there's a mist, and then there's another like twelve <laughs> hour battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brett, I think you mentioned this when you picked it on Whiplash. This is like one of the biggest flops of all time. This movie looks expensive as fuck. Like, it does it, not look it cheap. It really does, People yeah. who worked on it, like, they say that that's not true, but everyone else has said that it is true, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, it lost a lot of money, uh, according to outside sources, and but the people said that the, the movie was cheap, the marketing was expensive. Not cheap, but, yeah, it looks kind of expensive. I mean, they didn't put a lot of money into that boat at the very beginning on the... Oh. That's in terrible. The ocean. Yeah. I mean, 1999, I guess I'll give it some credit, but. He, okay, here's something in movies that I always think is funny and I like, and I think it looked really cool. Is I love scenes in movies like when 
the horn guy comes at Bullvi and Bullvi hits him. And like in slow-mo, he gets thrown back. I've always loved those kind of scenes. Where he's just yanked on a rope? Yeah, Off that much. horse? Kind of reminded me of City Lights. I don't know why, but... Because they were yanking people around on ropes and then the loop. Okay, I know that, you know, Game of Thrones ended like a wet fart. But I have to believe that D&D watched the shit out of this movie. <laughs> There's so many one-to-ones. It's so dark it, it's, in the battle, so you can't see it's shit. It's almost in fucking possible they haven't seen this movie and applied it to Game of Thrones. Like, the scene where... Um, there's a couple shots where Bolvi and um, Antonio are, like, in the mud, and they're kind of, like, swinging, like, their sword around aimlessly. That's directly from the Battle of the Bastards. Like, if you watch that, it's one-to-one. And also the torches coming out... Reminded me a lot of the Long Night uh, in like what was it the seventh season? Um, just I have to think that D and D watched this movie quite a bit. Stevie, that's it. You've nailed the vibe of this movie. It's like AI generated Game of Thrones. Yes. It's like not doesn't always line up, but you can kind of tell you what it's referencing. It. You can see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down there, AI. You can see it. Bullvide dies. That's actually one of my favorite parts of the movie is when he knows he's dying and he goes and sits on the throne. I like that. Um, even though he's pretty much already dead in the book and then he gets hacked uh, pretty painfully in the book. Hacked to death. But I Wait, like it better what? this Why? way. Could he have at least closed his eyes? Didn't have to like die with his eyes wide open Wait, like that. Why, why did he get hacked? What the fuck? He, what? No, they, when they got, when, like, he was, like, like almost dead, just like in this, in the movie, and he just gets run down and hacked apart by the vandals. So he doesn't do any of the cool stuff that he does in the movie. He just gets murdered, pretty much. Doesn't even kill the guy? I don't know if the guy is even a character. I don't remember him. Oh, right, right, right. They're just, like, on a revenge tour because they're mad about their old lady queen getting killed. So Brett, can I ask you another them. question? Yeah. Better or worse movie if Bullseye is the main character? <laughs> like it's just Bullseye's movie. I think he scored a 50 there. It's triple 20. Yeah, of course. But I would <laughs> say I would say it wouldn't have done as well without Antonio Banderas, but uh, I can't but really say that. But he's such an awesome he's an awesome character and he does the most in the movie. It should it's his movie. He didn't, nobody wanted him. The studio people didn't want him. Nobody wanted him, but John McTiernan wanted him. And they just, they, I mean, I'm really glad. Okay, but Pappy, doesn't it give you that feeling that like Antonio Banderas is like Luke and Beowulf <laughs> is Jesus and he like is just talking right. about him the whole time and then he kind of runs into oh, him. Man, I remember that Star Wars Bible mashup. That was and Beowulf one. just kind of gives one word, one like line answer and it's like very like great and perfect and can fit a lot of like situations. You know what I mean? Like a, a Jesus line and Beowulf is able to like live that mythic 
he's able to like wear that mythic like armor in this because he's not in it all the time and he's not the main character, I think. So I, I, I it's just a little bit of an argument against you, but I see what you're saying. So Antonio Banderas is Luke. Bullseye is Jesus. Bullseye. <laughs> yeah, bullseye. <laughs> he's a Christ like character of the movie, that's what we're saying. For sure. He definitely seems like God sent, at least. I will say that. Like every decision he says is like righteous and good and kind of he's always pointing in the right direction, despite all odds. And it's cool. I like that. I really do. I'm not even being facetious, Brett. I really liked how that worked in this movie. Any other final thoughts? Questions? This is kind of nitpicky. It's super nitpicky. But after they get out, they, they go on the Viking ship, right? At the beginning. Um... And I thought I assumed they had left all of their horses because there's no way they could fit 13 horses on a Viking ship. And then all 13 horses get off the Viking ship. Like, could you really? That boat looked tiny. Could you really fit 13 horses? Depends on, a on boat how. Like that. I mean, it, it probably goes under. Hmm. They probably just sit down. I mean, I'm sure it's not comfortable for the horses, but what are they gonna do? All right. Yeah. That's my guess. I mean, I, I haven't taken a class on Viking craftsmanship in a while, but that's what I remember. I'll take your word for it. Actually, what's funny is I, I read from this lady who calls herself the Viking lady or something. She said it would have been the exact opposite and that Vikings would have had these little baby horses. And if any anything, Ahmed would have had a much bigger horse. But they had to do the whole small small little man thing so baby horses the smaller horses i don't know i don't know enough about horses a pony anybody else if you will nah bigger than ponies not they're not riding around on bill the pony yeah <laughs> my bad but they're not riding around on shadow facts either all right uh i'm going to go first on yes or no's it wasn't nearly as good as I remember as a kid, but like I said, I really like Bullseye. I think he, I'm drawn to him whenever he's on screen. I've seen him in a few other things. I really like him in those things as well. Uh, it's good enough for me. I think a couple of the characters are really, like I think the Herger's funny and he plays his part really well. Um, I'll give it a yes. I'm not really a soft yes or a hard yes, just a yes. Uh, it's a bit of nostalgia. And I get it. it. I enjoyed watching it last night. I, again, I, and I can recognize it's got problems, but who doesn't like movies that have problems? So that's me. Uh, let's go with let's go with Mikey. Um, I'll give it a hmm, I'll give it a soft yes if you're in the kind of person like us who likes the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> action adventure type movies, Indiana Jones, just like lots of dudes on horses, swords, swords and shields. Uh, it's got a lot of that. And it's like, I don't know. It's honestly some of the better like swords and shield stuff. I, I can remember. I 
remember watching Scorpion King earlier this year and thinking that was total fucking trash. And that's not totally dissimilar to like the the kind of stuff they want to portray in the same in the in the movie. So uh yeah it's got good production quality i'd say but uh i feel like the writing just isn't there and i would like to know more about this horrendous production apparently that it was uh i think that's pretty interesting that might be the most interesting part of the movie honestly but uh i think it looks very nice front to back minus the first 20 minutes of this movie just totally just I've never seen a more useless first 20 minutes of a movie, so I gotta say that up front. But it's a it's a light recommend if you like Swords and Shields. <coughs> nice. Uh, let's go with Stevie. Um, I'll give this a a soft yes insane like I, I don't know the ending of this movie is absolutely insane where Antonio, it literally ends on Antonio Banderas saying praise Allah which is yeah, such a strange way to end a movie but also I don't know who did it whether it was Michael Crichton or John McTiernan but there's only like one like bit of like <laughs> actual directing and editing I feel like that was actually fleshed out in this movie and that's where like you know the eight warriors that are left start like reciting whatever they're saying um, like their prayer yeah. to go to Valhalla yeah. while like the last charge is coming. That's an actual bit of like directing, planning, and editing. That's like that's just good directing, and that's about <laughs> it. I didn't feel like I was in good hands for one moment in this entire movie, but it is an interesting watch. It's a fun watch, and I'd recommend any movie lover to watch it, especially an Antonio Banderas fan. So soft yes, nice. All right, Pat. I'm going to give this a super duper duper soft no with the caveat of there's 30 minutes of this movie, like a middle 30, 45 minutes that are extremely hard. Yes. But I'm with Stevie. I, when Josh said he felt like he was in good hands, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. (laughs) This is like one of the worst openings to a movie we've ever seen, but it's like you make a couple tweaks and this is a really fucking good story. And like, obviously, yeah, it's using one of the oldest stories beowulf as bones but i don't know like yeah i I get lord of the rings vibes i get bone tomahawk vibes i just i just wish that we could for a movie that was called 13th warriors the fact that we couldn't even name like four of them (laughs) let alone describe them without their physical characteristics like that says a lot about the movie did any of them have boobs none of them oh it's gonna be hard to remember that guy (laughs) no bags on any of the warriors so like but brett like i did not hate watching like i said there's like a 45 minute chunk of this where i'm like this is fucking amazing but the ending and the beginning which are two really important parts of a movie i just didn't really like so it kind of aggregates out to a very soft no but a good pick fun pick good host too had a lot of fun with it thanks all right josh my comrade. You will not see this yes or no again. This yes or no is an old way. <laughs> is that from the movie? This is steaming hard. <laughs> yes, boys. What is yes. happening in this pod, girl? I fucking love this movie. <laughs> what is happening? I think, okay. 
I get your point about the beginning storytelling being off kilter and bad, but I'm with Antonio Banderas here and like maybe he is part of what keeps me in good hands. Josh, there's there's no good hands. I I talk so much. I talk so much during this pod. I don't want to keep on it, but I just was along (laughs) for the adventure. Like (laughs) I had so much fun watching this. My only regret is when since they are in Nordic culture, when they got to those caves and they had to like go down and swim underneath and go up. I wish they would have like lingered more on the breathing aspect and done some Wim Hof shit and like <laughs> and maybe tease that earlier in the movie too. That would have been so cool. That was part of their thing. Like they're really like cold resistant and can hold their breath for a really long time. Why did you not want to talk about the movie for so long? What do you mean? You seem to be pushing it off. You spent the first half hour <laughs> of this podcast not wanting to talk about the movie. Yeah. No, I was just loving hanging out with you guys and hoping that we could stay up till like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning and keep bread up. <laughs> Had nothing to do with this movie. Uh, I uh, just like flat out, I enjoyed watching this movie, so I'm going to give it a yes. Thanks, Brad, for picking it. Welcome. Nice. Man, I, after how this started, I never thought that we'd get, what, four yeses in a... Brett, if it's a movie from the 90s, you have like an 80, <clears throat> 85% yeah. chance of me saying a yes on it. Like, that's yeah. like my golden era. And Kylo wasn't even here. He would have been a yes. When did I have to become Jordan, giving everything a no? Yeah. <laughs> Grumpy well, Pappy. Uh, were you the only one who gave Jugger a no? What's happened to this podcast? I don't understand. When did everybody become Brett? Giving everything We love yes. movies, Pat. Oh, I mean, I was upset the whole time watching the movie, but at the end of it, I was like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> Praise <laughs> a lot. Good hands. <laughs> I was like three beers deep. I don't know. <laughs> Mikey, what has God told you as far as if you'd like to go first or last? I left it in Allah's hands, just as Antonio Banderas. <laughs> We're not doing poor man's? Hey, we are. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay, uh, I'll go last. Let's switch it up. So, we are doing poor man's Jeopardy. <laughs> And we have four categories, three questions apiece. So everyone will get three questions, and I do have a tiebreaker if it comes to that. The categories are unlucky spoilers characters. So these are movies we've spoiled. The answer is not 13. (laughs) Antonio Banderas and box office bombs. So... Allah has told Mikey to go last, so we're going to start with Stevie. Oh, let's go to box office bombs for three, Brett. Ooh, go okay. big. The first three words should give you maybe good news. This Disney movie about a Civil War veteran being transported to an alien planet and having to mediate civil unrest amongst warring kingdoms stars Taylor Kitsch. 
Oh, um. Ah! This is gonna be. This is like gonna blow my mind. Um. I know it's not John Mars, and it's really bothering me. Um. <laughs> I know. It's, it's John Mars. I, I, it's, Sounds it's like right. He, it's like he goes to Mars, and there's green people, though, and he wears a loincloth. Um. But I think I know the answer. <laughs> it's, um. I'll say, uh, what is uh, John Carter? That is correct. Awesome. John Marster. I, I want to say John Mars in the worst way. Good job, Stevie. I, you pretty much brought up exactly what I remember is him being on a planet with aliens running at him and wearing some a ridiculous outfit. Yeah. That might be the movie that lost the most money like in history. Um, it, okay. it ruined that. It ruined that dude's career. Forever. Yeah, he's had a, he's had a couple, tough runs. Battleship. Um, Battleship, the second season of True Detective. Yep. Josh. Yes. You are up. Antonio Banderas won. Antonio famously plays this animated animal from Fairy Tales. From Fairy Tales. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I think I know it. Uh, is he puss in boots? Yes, I was like, oh in man. In the form of a question. No, you don't have to do puss that. Boots? Yes, I said, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go. Unlucky spoilers characters for three. If only the army showed up a tad earlier, Drayton could have avoided every parent's worst nightmare in this movie. Can you say the name again? I. If only the army would have showed up earlier, only who? Drayton. D-R-A-Y-T-O-N. Classic fake movie name. <laughs> yeah. Drayton. It's terrible. Um, the Burbs? Oh. Happy. I was it? so nervous when you guys were talking oh. about it earlier. Stevie. The Mist? It's The, the Mist. mist. Oh. I was like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> I was wondering oh. why he didn't say anything after that. No, I, I was, was like, like I usually jump in on The Mist. It was the a more... great reference. It was. It really was. Who's Drayton? He's Tom Jane. Uh, Thomas Jane. Oh, damn. Oh! Whitney thought I should have changed no! it and brought up, and brought up the army. No! <laughs> Brett, don't try to talk right now. We're screaming. I heard enough screaming on the Sin City pod today. Very good, by the way. Okay, Mikey, you're up. I'll do the answer is not 13 for two. Okay. Jim Carrey was really obsessed with this number in this Joel Schumacher thriller from 2007. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what is the number 23? But yeah, just 23. Yep. The number 23. Yep. <laughs> so I guess that was easy. Okay. So after one, Stevie with three, Josh one, <sighs> Happy Woo! negative three, Mikey yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. Am I up again? Yeah, you're up, Stevie. I will do. Has Antonio Banderas for two been taken yet? No. Let's try that one. Take three, Stevie. No, I, I I need to give people a chance. It's not fair if I always take threes first. Okay. Like, there should be a rule against that. Okay. Antonio Banderas was born in what country? 
What is Espana? Spain. That is, cor- that is correct. I was like, shut up earlier when you guys were talking about it. I mean, that gets brought right. up every time. I think no, he's but, from Malaga. What I was, I was hoping that half the people would think Mexico because he plays a lot of Mexican characters. So that's why I thought it was kind of tricky. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to comment Antonio Banderas is like from southern Spain. He like is right next to Morocco. He said playing an Arab character was like an honor. So, but I didn't want to bring that up. So good job, Steve. <laughs> Unlucky Josh. spoilers characters for one. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. How many points does Stevie have now? Five. 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 Gosh, Stevie, you're such a dick. <laughs> Unlucky spoilers characters for two, I guess. Love it. I think you're uh, probably, yeah. Larry Gopnik, as a modern-day Job, just can't seem to catch a break in this movie. Oh, that's my pick. <laughs> Did you say yes to answering in the form of a question? Or you don't have to answer in the form of a question. Who could be a serious man? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good job. Thanks. I thought you were going to like that one, and I'm glad you picked it. Uh, Pappy, you need, need something bigger. Yeah, give me the answer is not 13 for three. Let's go. Hoping the answer is 13. In the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, this number nope. is a number yep. from which all 23. Meaning... Come on. What is 23? Incorrect. Stevie? <laughs> not a clue. 42? 42, yeah. 42. <sighs> Man, I know all of these this week. <laughs> I even knew the John Carter one. Thanks. Sorry, Pat. I mean, I... John Mars. John Mars. Mikey? Let's finish out Unlucky Spoilers characters for one. Peter Bretter just wants to stop thinking about his ex-girlfriend, but bad luck makes it very hard in this movie. Remember, these are spoilers, so we've done these movies. Uh... Good clue, Brett. That's fun. Thank you. What is it, Office Space? Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Ah. So going into the final round, Stevie five, Josh three, Happy No six, Mikey one. (laughs) Did I miss one of these, Brett? (laughs) Do we do box office bombs one and two? Those are still open. You're good. You're good to go. Okay. There's four. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Never mind. Sorry. What's left, Brett? Uh, answer not 13 for one, Antonio Menderes for three, and box office bombs for one and two. Mm. And Josh needs three to win. If only, I mean, if, if I miss get, one, if two you to get tie. two, the game's over. I know, but I will come when I see if it goes to OT. Let's do, um, <laughs> a man of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do, uh, box office bombs for one. We just need him to miss it, is all, boys. Yeah, I know. There was nothing jellical in this movie that featured characters like Old Deuteronomy uh. and Rumpelteaser. <laughs> Come on. Jellical, jellical, jellical. That might be the horniest movie ever made, not about sex. Um, that is. Oh, it's about sex. It's about pussy. I, dude, that, that's a horny, horny movie. I will go, what is Cats? That's correct. <laughs> Josh, you gotta try. Antonio de Banderas okay. <laughs> So I mentioned it on the thread earlier today that I gave this quiz to three people. The only question that nobody has gotten right is this one. 
It is uh, by far the hardest question, so good luck. Got Sweet. this, Josh. It's not even a question, really. It's put something in order. Oof. Josh, put these franchises in order from lowest to highest worldwide box office. Oh, my God. You got this, Josh. These are franchises, okay? How many Puss are there going to be? Puss in Boots. Okay. You ready? Okay. Puss in Boots. Boots. Zorro. Okay. Shrek. Okay. Ooh. Spy Please. Kids. Now I can tell you how many movies. I can tell you how many movies are in each if you'd like. Yeah. Well, kind of. Puss in Boots has had two. Okay. Zorro has had two. Yep. Shrek has had what? Four? Five? Four. Five? Four? Okay. I think and five is on the way. Spy Kids, I believe, has had three and fours on the way, three. or four and. Yeah. Okay. Lowest to highest. Nobody has gotten this correct. Amount of money made is what you're saying? Yep. Box office worldwide. No inflation. Lowest? Puss and Boots with two movies? Oh, Papa. Josh. I'm already. <laughs> I, I was going to save Zorro as my surprise pick. Thought Zorro Josh. was high. Where's the highest? I have no idea. <laughs> Why is Puss in Boots so high? Because <laughs> that it's movie good. It was, it was in the theaters for like half a year this past year. I just see him as part of Shrek. <laughs> that's all I know him as. So I guess that's an official answer. Uh, no, that Zorro is. 2 is my official answer. <laughs> two movies. Why do you keep saying two movies? It's box office. Yeah, but it only had two movies to get as much box office. See, Shrek had four tries to get as much box office. Start from the beginning, please. It's just Stevie saying, oh, Bubba, lightly in the background. Stevie's just everything in his power to help Josh beat him. Yeah, by getting all his questions right. Just move on. <laughs> I guess Puss in Boots earlier. It's over. It's over uh, for this. Stevie, would you? Would anybody like to try? I'll give it a shot. I mean, I know it's not going to be right, but I'll say... Spy Kids, Shrek, Puss in Boots, Zorro. Incorrect. Anybody else? Damn. Zorro, Puss in Boots, Spy Kids, Shrek? Mikey, would you like to try? Zorro, Spy Kids, Puss in Boots, Shrek. That is correct. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just pretend after you guys said your first guess, everyone just started laughing in your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Josh, Zorro? Josh thought Zorro was cleaning it up. <laughs> uh, so, Zorro, the first movie was a box office success. The second was. one was not. Yeah. Maybe it did well overseas. Zorro, 375.18 million. Spy Kids, 565.95 million. Puss in Boots, 1.04 billion. Oh my God. Shrek, 2.5 billion. That's tough, Josh. I I wasn't laughing at you. That's tough. I'm just, I just don't know much about the Puss in Boots. It's all good. Give me box office bombs for two. First of all, the second movie is freaking awesome. They're good. Um, Okay, so you said two. Okay. Yeah. This, box office bombs. This 2004 sequel to Pitch Black bombed at the box office. Maybe because it wasn't about family. 
Shazam. To Pitch Black? Crap, <laughs> yeah, you've seen Pitch Black. I have not. Oh. Well, you're not going to know it then. Pitch Perfect? No. <laughs> Stevie? It's the Chronicles of Riddick. Yep. Oh. That makes sense. Riddick comes from the movie Pitch Black. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last one. Mikey. Which one is it? Answer is now 13 for one. <laughs> All right. This movie is based on true events and is about six MIT students who are taught how to count cards in Vegas. 21. That is correct. Whatever happened to Jim Sturgis? Was he the star in that movie? Yes. Last time I saw him, he was brothers with... Um, Gerard Butler. Yeah, he was brothers with Gerard Butler and Geostorm. That's the last time I saw Jim Sturgis. Oh, God, I love that <laughs> Geostorm. Movie. Doesn't he play Paul McCartney or something? He looks kind of like yeah, Paul Yeah, he McCartney. does bad stuff. The Cross the Universe. Cross the Universe, Cloud Atlas, Geostorm. Wrote the book. Wrote the book. <laughs> All right, okay, so <laughs> Stevie tried to let everyone else, uh, but he was just on fire again. So Stevie <laughs> is your winner. That's uh, such a horseshit myth. He tried to let people win by getting every question right. No, I tried to let you like, get an opportunity okay. for OT, Josh. Uh, he's a generous god. I got it. <laughs> All right. So, Stevie, uh, it's kicking a spoiler ban right now. If you'd like to request an episode, hear your name read by Spoiler Man, or even just help us make podcasts, please check us out on patreon.com slash spoilers podcast. Oh, and we're back. So without further ado, Stevie, the winner of Poor Man's Jeopardy, what are we going to be spoiling next? Whoa, I do have something. Oh, go ahead. We need more ratings on Spotify. Happy, you're you're the one that's been telling me about this. Also, check our TikTok out. There's a new rating oh, system yeah. on Spotify. If you give us stars, like that'll be huge for us. Like other people might see us in their feed. What? We desperately need stars. Oh, that'd be on nice. Spotify. And some words. I think we're yeah, down to four point. <laughs> we're like at four point four stars. Someone like tons of Taylor Swift fans heard our all too well pod. Yeah. So we need spoilers fans to kind of counteract the negativity brought on. Oh, by that. They, oh, they got a whole really? They were mad. It's, oh, ju- yeah. it's just conjecture because we're at a four point four, <laughs> and that's pretty low. I can't think of any other we- reason why. We've only ever gone down since the inception <laughs> of ratings. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna be up to four point nine after Thirteenth Warrior. It's okay. <laughs> Guys, he's got us covered. We're good to go. Thirteenth Warrior stands coming out of the woodwork. Wrote the book. The book. <laughs> All right, Stevie. Oh man, it's gonna. <sighs> Okay, I'll leave it to you guys. Do you guys want to do comedy or sci-fi? We've been doing a lot of sci-fi lately. Uh, I was gonna say sci-fi. I, I vote comedy. I vote comedy. Brett, comedy, pap, sci-fi. Josh, Mikey, S- sci-fi. Two sci-fi. E- either Josh. way, split, split. Motherfucker. Okay. Um. 
yeah, I'll go this route. It's a movie I feel like I've talked about a lot. I quoted a lot. We've quoted it a lot tonight. It's something that it's going to be so, something like hard to podcast on as comedies are hard to podcast on. But I think it has just enough to make it interesting. I really want to do Tropic Thunder. But that's a Patreon pick. Wait, whoa. That's a, that's a Patreon Is pick. Is that a Patreon pick? Yeah, yes. sorry. Yeah. He shared that. Okay, see that see that message was confusing because it was like Tropic Thunder and also would you guys consider doing like the Hobbit trilogy? I don't know if he was asking for one or the other. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He- hear me out though. What if we split Tropic Thunder into two episodes? <laughs> it's no. been it's been awaited upon for a while. It's been part of spoilers myth. Okay, no, we're gonna go through another route then. Sorry, block <laughs> that out. Oh, um, we're gonna Tropic go with Thunder Disney. We're gonna go with Disney. Um, my daughter and I watch this for me all the time because the movie that's within it. We're gonna do Wally. Wally. Yes, fair Dude, enough. Yes, that is on our scratch off poster. Poster. So thank you. Yep, All I'm right. pumped to watch it. Okay, guys, that was uh, fun. Uh, it's always weird for me when like they rip on a movie and then most of them give it yeses, but that's what <laughs> I love. That's what I love about this podcast, and I never know what Stevie's gonna say. So, uh, thank you, everybody. I mean, I know there's probably a million fans listening to Thirteenth Warrior. <laughs> You're welcome, and have a nice night. That was spoilers. Special thank you to our patrons. She says the 13th man must be no Northman. Matt Troll. Brother Brian. Nick. The Meg. Nurse Stacy. The Wolf. Barky420. PK. Spencer, Gale, Swole, Cheese Zombie, Druid King. The 13th Warrior is you. That was spoilers.